This water news with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, welcome to KVMR. Glad to be back. Uh, I thought we were supposed to have a lot of rain last <laughs> week, but it was a dud. It really fell short. And the next week or so, there's barely any rain forecasted. Okay, it doesn't look good for drop conditions, but what is the outlook at this time for weather and rain? The uh, California Department of Water Resources, they completed their first manual snow survey. And what they found was that we're at 93% of the average up in the northern areas of our state in the Sierras. It, that was That came from the El Dorado County location, right? But elsewhere, the Sierra snowpack is about half of the average uh, for, for this date. So, yeah, we're not looking all that great, really, not, not looking that great at, our, at all. If you look at the reservoir levels, we're at about a little over half of Lake Oroville is full. Uh, Lake Shasta is about three-quarters full. And then, you know, as, as water travels down the Sacramento-San Joaquin River, gets uh, diverted and it's sent down the San Luis Reservoir, they are around 70%. It's actually 69% uh, filled. So as everybody probably already knows, before winter really kicks in, they try to empty out those those uh, reservoirs to a degree to accept uh, all the new water coming in. So part of the reasons for that. But we're not, we're not filling things very, very quickly. We still have several months to go, but the powers to be suggest that we better prepare now for the extended drought condition that seems to be showing its face. And this uh, is a statewide perspective, but, you know, also it's it's uh, there's a view that the farmers have, too. OK, let's talk about farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can they do to prepare for uh, upcoming year, which may be a drought year? Yeah, yeah. You know, generally farmers are really optimistic. Uh, they they are saying things like, you know, one good atmospheric river storm and we are good to go. And that's really true. One good atmospheric river storm that we tend to get, the Pineapple Express type of storm, can bring a lot of rain to totally change the portfolio of water that we have up here. But, you know, they're doing things in a more practical, pragmatic way as well. Uh, farmers are picking the crops now that they'll be growing uh, the ones that uh, grow fairly well in in drought condi- under drought conditions, they're prior- prioritizing their crops for water efficiency. They're doing a lot of experimenting on new irrigation methods. There there are new methods coming about all the time, and they're even giving themselves the option of planting in a specific area of the farm if we receive a lot of water. But if we don't, they'll let it run go fallow. So they they have these strategies that they're working into their their plans. Then the, the restrictions that they're feeling, in the, certainly in the Central Valley area, on groundwater pumping in the valley are really um, uh, being felt. And their presence is, can be displayed by looking at some of the water supply planning that's going on down there. The Sustainable Groundwater Management Act is, uh, of 2016 says, hey, we cannot no, any longer over-pump our aquifers in the Central Valley and other areas of California. And so it's affecting water supply planning down in the farming areas. Now, the next allocation announcement, it'll be in February. So we'll just have to see and, and hope that we will be receiving a lot more rain and snow. Well, what about the over-pumping of groundwater in the Central Valley and other areas of our state. Um, how does that create the water shortages that we see? 
it's the rate of pumping that we do these days compared to the rate of that water that initially filled the aquifer at the time that that aquifer was actually receiving percolated water. Okay. Now, Paul, most of the water that I'm talking about, certainly in the Central Valley area, it can be called fossil water. All right. It's really old water. It's uh, that water filled those aquifers way back in the day when the glacier still existed on the land surface. So we're talking about 10,000 years ago. That's how old some of that water is. And during that time, the percolation rates of water, you know, melting from ice to water and then going percolating into the ground, that was happening at a, a huge rate, a very fast uh, rate. Today, you look out there, we're, we're barely getting any, any precipitation at times. So our percolation rates are dramatically slower as compared to 10,000 years ago. It's a different place. So we have to be very careful. Uh, what we actually, when we pump more water out of the ground any given year than the amount of water percolating into those aquifers, then we're going to be losing water. And that's been an ongoing problem in the Central Valley and many other places in the state. Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, uh, Menso De Jong, he's a consultant working for the lab. He uses uh, gold as the analogy, saying that we, we can't just continue to take gold out of the ground, right? Because it doesn't grow back. Well, the same is true for water that uh, actually came from glaciers way back in the day. Okay, so you were talking about the age of water in the Central Valley, yeah. but how about up here in the foothills? Very good question. Your well is penetrating, okay? There's uh, wells of different depths here penetrating different geology. Now, I've analyzed wells in granitic aquifers and also metasedimentary rocks like Banner Mountain, you know, the lava flow. And what I have found is uh, there's a range between 14-year-old and 40-year-old water in the areas that I, I tested. And this means that the water took that long, 14 years or 40 years, to get into the aquifer. But after that, who knows how long that water has been traveling within that aquifer. So it's going to be older than those, those numbers. The, the takeaway when you, when you realize that it's not, one year, it's not you know, in one or two years that this water gets replenished into the aquifer, it can take many years. Uh, the takeaway is to recognize that... Our water takes can take a very long time to reach the aquifer, so we don't want to overpump that groundwater in our neighborhoods because it may not come back very, very quickly. And we all know what that feels like when you run out of water. It's not a very pleasant experience, and it can cost you a lot of money. So we need to be aware of the age of the water that we use, and then don't overpump. It's so important to do that, to not do that. Steve, uh, thanks a lot. We'll really keep uh, in touch uh, about this story. This is a big one for our community. We will. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at stevebaker at operationunite.co.